Welcome to the Kingstonist Podcast, a daily look at news, sports, and all things Kingston. Brought to you by Taylor Audubon. And welcome back to uh, 15 Minutes With, brought to you by the Taylor Auto Mall. It's been a while since we've been here. Uh, COVID and life got in the way, but uh, thrilled to be back. And we're going to be back um, with episodes once a week uh, for the next little while. And I'm thrilled to uh, bring on our first guest of post-pandemic, uh, Jay Jolly, from uh, who hails from Wolf Island. And Jay is... Uh, bit of a Swiss army knife when it comes to being an entrepreneur is into a lot of things. And the first thing I want to touch on is uh, your, your project uh, starting a a film production company. Well, first of all, welcome to uh, welcome to the podcast brought to you by Jason Taylor and the Taylor Automall. Thank you, Tim. (laughs) No, it's it's great to be here. And, uh, and yeah, no, it's, uh, it's wonderful. The sun's out and uh, it's nice that the world's opening up back and, you know, that we can do this again. So, um, your my understanding is that you are uh, have started a, a production company uh, here in Kingston. You're, you're originally from you were, you came from here. You've you moved away. You've you're back. You're you're on Wolf Island, and um, quickly I understand that the movie industry can come here and 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 film uh, uh, do a movie, but they but none of the post production stuff is here. Is it? Am I? Uh, yeah, I, it's absolutely. So um, let me. Uh, I'll try and keep it really short. Uh, yeah. So I, um, was fortunate enough to be here in the nineties and Kingston and Frontenac really got its hooks in me. Uh, I went to school, but I was, it was more the extracurricular <laughs> and, you know, I was fortunate enough to, um, play with a lot of great bands, including a couple tours with the hip. I recommend it for any young band to tour with a, a big, a big band like that in your formative years. Um, but, uh, all kidding aside, uh, yeah, and I made my first, while I was uh, doing all that music, I made my first short film, uh, just not too far from here. Um, and like all kids then, um, and to much to the same degree now, to continue my career in film, which I really got the film bug, I had to move to Toronto. And, you know, started at the bottom and, you know, over 20 years between uh, Toronto and working in Vancouver, really kind of started literally dragging cable through dog poop up to where I'm financing and producing pictures. Um, and over COVID, um, you know, I was living in Toronto and the typical, you know, 700 square foot condo and, uh, you know, Toronto wasn't so great anymore. Mm-hmm. And I had uh, the fortune. I still, I said, uh, I looked at my girlfriend and I said, look, uh, you know, Kingston's a green zone. I have a lot of friends there. Let's do a little staycation. I, uh, ended up coming back here and, um, you know, I just kind of, those hooks though, that, or, or, you know, those seeds that I'm planted, it didn't take long. I'm like, why aren't I here? Um, but the, but the real revelation, and again, this is the long answer to the, your short question was when I came here, because I had that 20 years of experience and I had shot movies in Sudbury and North Bay and Regina and Lumsden and Vancouver, I said, oh my God, Kingston is a Hollywood backlot. Mm-hmm. And when I looked at other cities and how they had built like basically $100 million businesses uh, uh, in terms of revenue, in terms of production coming there. I couldn't believe that I, yeah, over 20 years I'd been gone and it really hadn't grown that much. Um, not in comparison to something like say Victoria, BC, which we could argue is a sister city to us. Absolutely. And where, you know, where they were able to, from two, four, 2014, they started at $3 million in revenue, kind of like what we have today 
by 2019, they were about 20 million. And last year they posted almost $55 million in revenue. Um, but the key to being able to, to scale like that, I realized like we're, we're uniquely positioned, as you know, like Kingston is a magic city. Um, we're two and a half hours from Toronto and Montreal and also the nation's capital, which is very unique in North America, not just Canada. Um, so we're able to draw all these great resources. You know, we've got the 401, we've got uh, an extended runway now, we've got uh, Via Rail. What we don't have is a crew that lives here. And that's what, you know, if you want to see what the difference is between how do we get from the 5 million we're doing now to 50 million, to, I believe we can be a $100 million industry in the next uh, 10 years. Uh, there's a path to it. Um, we need to figure out how to train a local crew. So, you know, over the last year, I've been working with um, the Kingston Film Office, uh, Kingston Economic Development Office, Frontenac Business Solutions, Upper Canada Equity Fund, and Ontario Crates to really build that hyper-local action plan that really looks at film as, you know, a lot of people like to lump it into a cultural industry like museums and art galleries, but film is very unique. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's really a manufacturing sector. We just happen to manufacture content. And once you start looking at film and what it does to a region like Sudbury, that's a hundred million dollar industry, it really is an economic development engine because, you know, it's not just about the people in front of the camera, like the directors and the actors, but it's also the carpenters, it's the caterers, it's the vehicle rentals, it's the, and it goes on and on in terms of its economic impact. I think that was a... Did I, did I get it all? Oh, you're, yeah, don't, don't stop. <laughs> but did you you make my job easy. <laughs> yeah. So long story short, I just saw an opportunity. Um, uh, and, you know, what we call as an entrepreneur, a first mover advantage and said, you know, to really make a, a film industry, it's the marriage of public and, and private funding. Now, you know, Alex at the film office and there's, you know, he's done a really great job with RT, RT09 and doing building all of these great things. He's put together a little fund to attract uh, those productions here that we've seen traditionally, which are anyway, productions coming here to with their own crews to, in lack of a better word, utilize, leverage a, a unique piece of setting like the Kingston Pen or yeah. uh, Market Square or all these places like that. But if you really, for me, I was like, how do we actually build a crew uh, and how do we so but we're, to do it, we're going to need to raise some private capital. And, and that's really, really important to help kind of see that full 360 degree vision. And I happened to connect with some, uh, you know, my brothers in arms from the, the music trenches and kind of said, this is the vision I have. And, you know, when you look at Kingston, one of the things that I, I, I experienced directly was when you really look at the economic growth over the last 10 years in this region, we've only really grown about 3%. Uh, it's actually one of the lowest there is in Ontario. When you look at the average growth in Ontario is about 15 to 16% over the last 10 years. And one of the reasons when I was looking into it that it was very telling was we were hemorrhaging our young people of the big city. Absolutely. And I just said, well, wait a second. We need to build a new sector, one of, like basically this content manufacturing sector, which is it's very much, yes, lots of creative um, opportunity from wardrobe to makeup to acting to camera to all of these things. All the things young people generally leave here to go do somewhere else. So I, you know, that was kind of, you know, for me, that was the triple bottom line. Like, yes, we're going to build a successful company. Yes. We're going to make amazing content, but the triple bottom line is how do we give back? How do we keep those kids here? And how do we build an industry here that, you know, will, you know, when you, when you look at a film industry, every dollar you invest, eight bucks comes back in terms of GDP and, and full-time equivalent jobs.
Are you so? Are is is there a um, is there a workforce here that's readily accessible, or are you in the recruiting business to bring people back to Kingston? Yeah, well, it, you know, Alex has done a great job at the the film office. Um, you know, you have the university, obviously Queens, it's had a very old uh, film program. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have St. Lawrence that has a lot more vocational kind of program. Amazing stuff coming out of KCBI right now, those kids, what they're building there. Um, and then you have a lot of people with transferable skills. Um, you know, one of the organizations I'm working with is actually an investor. He has some, uh, his name's Roland Gossage. He has a Roland Gossage Foundation that retrains uh, soldiers into the arts, for instance. Uh, you know, we have low risk um, corrections, Canada. Um, people that we can retrain into these these kind of positions because it's there's lots of there's lots of opportunity in film production for everybody's domain expertise or everybody's passion. So when you uh, are talking about film production, are you looking for uh, uh, people that write screenplays, or are 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 you looking for um, uh, like like a, a, a production house that would come and and uh, shoot a movie here and then you support them? Uh, or how does it how does it work if uh, if if I have an idea for a movie do I come to you and and uh, uh, pitch it to you give you the uh, elevator pitch well generally we're we're looking at yes we are looking so part of this uh, first three years so I call it a two a two phase approach the first three years is to really focus on building a local crew base similar to Victoria where eighty percent of them live here why three years is important that's about the time it's going to take. If we can build a pipeline of production, and I've identified it as 10 feature films, like under around the $2 million mark, um, they can be used as basically a revenue generating training platform. So we can, because, you know, film, like a lot of things like rock and roll and being a roadie and, you know, like the tragically hip didn't go to university to write hit songs. A lot of it, you just have to do it. It's very much an oral culture um, making films. Yes, you can learn the theory and stuff which you'd from your university, but really until you put your 10,000 hours in on a set, you don't really get to that point. So, so part of it is, yes, we need to create a pipeline we can train on that's local. Um, so to that effect, yes, we're looking at in front of and behind the camera. I would love to have that, you know, that really, um, that home run where it was written, directed, and some of the actors were from here um, and crewed from here. Um, again, what we call end to end where a production is developed pre-produced, produced, and posted, you know, and, uh, and three years is also one of the things about it is, it's not just training locals, that three years also enables us to set up contracts because there's a lot of highly skilled people in Toronto that will never be able to buy a home there mm-hmm. that are looking for a better work-life work balance. And that's what we saw in Victoria. When it, when that pipeline occurred, people realized, oh, there's an opportunity. As long as I know that I have work, I can go to this place and I can help be those pioneers and ultimately, those are the people that are going to train and be those kind of at, through that apprenticeship on our on our sets. So when when I uh, when you produce uh, a, a movie or a show, um, then do you go out and pitch it to to a platform like Netflix or or Crave or, or Bell? Absolutely, all of the above. So one of the first things we did, um, you know, for this this slate, as as you know, uh, or maybe you don't know, so I should just I yeah. did not assume that. So film finance in Canada, what we benefit here from in Kingston is we have a very aggressive tax credit on labor, actually 10% better than in Toronto, which on a domestic production, you're looking at 35% in Toronto and then 150 kilometers outside of Toronto, like Kingston, you got an extra 10%. Um, And that's provincial and then you got the federal. So part of the financing is being able to leverage those tax credits. Um, Another piece of the financing is if you put 10 movies back to back, you start to develop economies of scale. 
um, instead of renting a camera for 30 days, we're renting it for three years. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then the, la the last piece is, uh, you know, that, that little bit of um, private equity that we need to put in the picture. So, you know, the, the films that we're looking at for the next, this slate is going to be what we call high concept genre films. They're very marketable. I have a sales agent that goes into the market, uh, gets a forecast as if you're doing, say, a high concept sci-fi for this amount and you have this actor, it will fetch you about this much in the market. Okay. So, so we're, our thing is not to take any risks right now is to really build a strong workforce. That's phase one, because once we have the workforce, then phase two, which we're working on in parallel, speaking with folks, is to build the studios. And that's when the that's when the exponential occurs. But you, you can't have one without the other. Now, I know my friend Lucas at James Media, uh, yeah. you guys are pals and, and you're going to you've got some space that you're working with him. Yeah, absolutely. I think what he's doing is incredible. Again, another pioneering person who really, again, put private equity to work, says, I'm going to build a business. And and film is a business. And that's what I, you know, I've been trying to really push to people. It's, yes, there's a lot of art, but it's it's a commercial enterprise. It's, you know, we did about $2.5 billion in film production in Ontario last year. And consider eight years ago, we were at $1.1 So it's growing at about 13% a year. So uh, Lucas represents, of course, he's, you know, these are the alliances we want to make. And absolutely, I want to be his first customer. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're luck we're also connecting with, uh, you know, Braden at Untold, um, who's built, a, you know, a cache of talent and equipment that's, you know, that can deliver Netflix quality, um, uh, you know, the feature films we're looking at. Um, but you had a second part to your question, which was, there's going to be, you know, just even this article that came out today. And, um, there's already a front right, right out to Vancouver. People have heard about this already in one day and they're like, what's going on? Cause there is a shortage. So when you look at a domestic Canadian producer, like myself, I can't afford to shoot, uh, you know, if I'm doing a production under $3 billion, I can't afford to shoot in Toronto anymore. That is a big, big studio city. Now they, they drink a lot of water. They command all of the talent, all of the studios, all the location rates are like through the roof. And where we would normally like when you know i shot a couple of movies when i did it in north bay and when i did in sudbury again very very uh, it's subsidized up there so when you go they actually have a fund that they can do matching funds uh, it's called the nohsc and that's something i've been working on also with alex from uh the kingston film office and a group of uh, producers between you know basically brockville to prince edward county an ad hoc group of producers to say hey look at our economic growth in the north Southeastern Ontario should also have a fund like that. Um, you know, it's a high bar. Nobody, no government wants to start deploying that kind of money, especially after COVID. But we're, you know, we're fighting the good fight. We're, we're out there getting letters of support, getting in front of the government, getting in front of, you know, um, everybody that counts. Like, you know, um, so we'll see what the next election holds. I don't want to say too much. So, anyway, uh, sorry. You no, have another question. Uh, well, um, are you looking for, and now tell me about Sudbury. I, I know that the, uh, the show on Crave Letterkenny yep. is, is shot in Sudbury and, and is it, has, has that been a home run for Sudbury or were there other big productions that were there prior to, to a show like that? Oh, yeah. Sudbury's <clears throat> again, it's, it, it's done over the last 16 years what that NOHSC fund, uh, has done again, coming out of economic development, that money has built an incredible industry up there. Like, you know, they've got, um, so Letterkenny is absolutely, a, that's a domestic home run and it's an international hit. Mm -hmm. like it's on Hulu. Now they got Shorzy coming yeah. out, like Mon Mark Montefiore, the producer of that, 
yeah, he's he's done very well. And he also shot another series called Bad Blood up there. Resident Evil just recently shot up there. Uh, we shot uh, our, our sequel to Wolf Cop in Sudbury. Um, so yeah, it's a really great town. And the whole Jolly side of my family, uh, Jay Jolly, is um, all from Sudbury. My whole dad's side oh, of really? Sudbury. So yeah, even when I was working on when we did uh, Wolf Cop, I had uh, my, my Aunt Ruth, who's a constable there, and her son, who's an ambulance driver, were actually my onset. Uh, <laughs> I hired them to be my onset. Uh, uh, you know, we, we call paid duty, paid duty officers. Um, so, and are you looking for con- like I know Letterkenny started on YouTube, and and yeah. it, it they got a shot at a pilot, and boom. Are you do you look for content like that? Uh, like scour the scour the internet for yeah. for uh, for create for uh, for uh, um, creative production. Yeah. So right now I am looking for scripts. I've already had a bunch of scripts through that connection with the Kingston Film Office and also um, uh, just my connection to the industry in general. When I put it out, I said, look, I'm looking for high concept genre. Um, So we have gotten some local uh, that we're looking at. Uh, We have gotten and we're really looking at our hyper focus is Ontario, Um, just like, you know, Carbon, uh, the beer company that I started also in in the last year and a half. Um, with some other folks, I really, I really have a hyper local focus now. I think it's really, especially in in the climate we live in, to really figure out, you know, how do we how do we give back to like how do we support our farmers? How do we support the person next door? You know, film allows us to really support like the hotels, uh, the the restaurants, the bars, the retail. You know, the people renting vehicles and you know pumping gas. It goes right so. That's kind of you know for the next ten years. Look, I'm I'm turning fifty yeah. this year. Uh, You're just a kid. Well, <laughs> but this is like this is important to me, and it's like my yeah. thing is like if I can help move the needle, so the next Jay Jolly, so no, no matter who she is, doesn't have to go to Toronto, can actually yeah. if she's from here, can stay here and help build the industry in her own image. That's a big win. We're here with uh, Jay Jolly and talking about his production company and another. A project you just touched on it uh, that you're involved in is uh, is Carbon, uh, Carbon Beer, and um, just reading the label, um, it's uh, join the sustainability journey and become Canada become Canada's first carbon negative brewing company. And I know watching your video, and I I um, encourage people to go on and look at uh, the Carbon uh, video. Very well done. Uh, obviously, you're in the business. It should be well done. But uh, tell it, you, you grow the hops on Wolf Island, and, and it's, it's a home, truly a homegrown product. Yeah, well, yeah, it was interesting because this is, you know, I, I, I know nothing about making beer, or I didn't. Now I, you know, uh, I've let, you know, I've, I've it's, it's been uh, like drinking from the water hose, so to speak, the beer hose. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so when it's going back to where our, our, so when I came back for that staycation, a friend of mine was over working on the island. He had this idea um, that he was working on uh, to, to make, uh, it was a business to make hand sanitizer at the time. And through that, I, I and, and again, when I was here in the 90s, like we never really went over to Wolf Island. It was very much like, for it felt like as a university, that's like locals only. It was very like, you know, it was very, uh, uh, agricultural, very, and if I knew that there was a thing called oh. Big Sandy Bay, I would have yeah, been yeah. there every weekend. <laughs> Honestly, that was in stealth mode. But going over there, I kind of like the revelation I had when I saw Kingston as this like Hollywood backlot. When I went to Wolf Island, I'm like, oh my God, this is like paradise. Um, and a friend of mine, a mutual music friend, um, Chris Brown and his partner Tom had just put in an offer on the Wolf Island Hotel. And 
they had a they had an issue. They needed a certain amount of capital to close it in the next two months. And I said, well, you know, I know some investors. Like, do you have a business plan? And they said, nope. And I said, I'll tell you what, you put me up in this hotel for a month and a half, I'll write your business plan and we'll wow. close it out. And so, so I did that. Um, and while I was there and, you know, I, if you could live on Wolf Island with Wi-Fi, why would you be in a condo in Toronto with Wi-Fi? It was like beautiful, like the weather now. And um, so, uh, yeah. So, well, one of the things that I learned about that Chris had started uh, with Tom was this thing called the Wolf Island Commons, which was the idea of you know, connecting entrepreneurs with local farmers to create sustainable products. And two, two friends from hosp the hospitality sector in Toronto, I had invited um, to come up and help model all the back, you know, the food and beverage systems, because I didn't know much about that. Um, and it was just when I brought them up there, they were there for a weekend. And we said, oh, let's take a walk, a tour down the island. And we drove down to the foot of the island. And we looked over and it's like, oh, my God, those are hops yards. And and it's kind of like starting a business by driving down a dirt road. We drove down, we met John and Grace, the farmers, and they told us their story and why they came to the island three years ago. Funny enough, Grace and I know, she used to work at City TV and we know a lot of the same people. Um, uh, but what they told us their story, they said, look, this used to be a big region for growing hops. You know, if you really look at local Ontario craft beer, if we were actually to just make enough hops just to satisfy them, we'd have to grow 6,000 times more than we're doing now. And what you realize, I was like, so you're telling me that Ontario craft beer, less than 0.6% use local Ontario ingredients and they didn't have a customer. So kind of like our kind of mind started working. We said, well, why don't we start a beer company and support these local farmers? Um, you know, we were kind of looking and, you know, I was still, um, you know, kind of thinking about this film and, but so yeah, by accident, we started this beer company and our whole thing was how do we, again, have that triple bottom line, like make a great product make some revenue and give back. And our thing was, well, if we could change 20th century manufacturing processes and really focus on the farmer in terms of, you know, of, of ensuring that, you know, it's kind of like a farm to table beer. Um, we, we thought, you know, we said, let's, let's go for it. Um, so, you know, we, initially we, we just started co-packing it. We got a really great brewmaster who was the former brewmaster at Mill Street. Um, and then over it, we just kind of, you know, our whole thing was just to help sell these farmers hops through our beer. And now a bunch of bre other brewers local have started to use it, which is a big win for us. Mm -hmm. And, um, so we recently announced about a month ago, we're going to, you know, we, we were looking and our dream was to, because we're a clean tech company that just happens to make crushable beer. So we just announced that we're going to be building only the, the second brewery in the world. The first being the oldest brewery on Munich, where our brewmaster got his master's in chemical engineering and brewing science. Uh, we're going to be build, building a brewery on the University of Trent campus, which will also be a research facility, which will be a carbon negative facility that we hope it's not only going to make our beer, about 60% of it will be carbon, but about 40% of it will be to help other craft brewers who need to get into the LCBO to scale so they can be carbon negative too. So we'll be open sourcing our technology. Well, somebody made beer on my campus when I was in university. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, and Trent, yeah. uh, my son went there. I know they're big beer drinkers there. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, so that, that's really exciting yeah. for us. And, you know, and, and so, you know, for, and people are like, well, you know, I could, so for that, you know, my, my focus is here in Kingston on this. Like I was one of the ones that raised the, the initial seed capital, all from local Kingstonians, by the way. Um, and now I'm probably going to, you know, I'm going to continue to obviously push it and evangelize it in the region. But, you know, my, my real focus is getting on to this film company yeah. uh, with the boys, which is branded to film. 
and you can find it on the internet. It's just a simple landing page, but we'll have more information now that we've officially launched. And we're, again, we're looking, um, you know, we're going to be getting money out of, you know, obviously both public coffers and through, uh, you know, um, my contacts in, you know, both Toronto and LA in terms of financing. But yeah, we're really looking to raise a little bit more locally because it really means a lot. We want uh, locals to have like a, you know, that kind of voting stake in this in this industry. Um, and uh, yeah, we're really excited to do our first production uh, this summer. So it's a little high concept sci-fi and, uh, you know, it's small, but it's 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 going to be that uh, we're really excited. Well, well, Jay, I wish you nothing but success. And I know that we'll we'll be talking to you in the future because um, I, I know some, you're, some yeah. of your investors and they're all very excited yeah. about what's going to happen. And this is very exciting for Kingston and um, uh, it's long overdue. But uh, thank you. Very, thank you very much for joining us oh, today. Thanks. Thanks for your, for having me. And thanks for helping me get the word out. Yeah, we'll 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 keep doing it. Right on. Right.